We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone Hello Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed, I'm James I'm Erin On our show we normally talk about things related to pop culture Or not so pop culture But today... We're not going to talk about anything in specific. It's a mishmash. It's kind of a mishmash. We're sort of, we sort of find ourselves in the last week of a month, right before we have lots of stuff planned. Uh huh. So we sort of were like, shall we super plan something or shall we kind of plan something? And yeah. Listeners, we picked a little bit less than kind of plan something. <laughs> Correct. Um, one of the things that I that we decided that we wanted to do was to pitch each other on some new segments. We, I have a no context correction. Do it. Children of Eden is a musical. Okay. That's from like six weeks ago, you guys. I saw that that had been erased <laughs> from the notes and I was like, are we just not doing it? Yep. I nice. was going to just not do it and then I remembered it. Cool. I was Good. like, I haven't done this in six weeks. I think the statute of limitations is passed. And then I just decided that I make up the statute of, statute of limitations. Yeah, you construct also the statute the, of limitations. Also the statute of limitations. Yeah. It's my podcast. I do what I want. Glebnor. Limitations, goddess. Glugnor? Glebnor. Glebnor. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah, the goddess of limitations. Right. I thought you said, that's why I was confused. I thought you said Glugnor, and mm. I thought maybe you just didn't know what her name was. Right. No, no. I maybe misspoke. Yeah. Everyone I mean, knows that it's No, I think one. I just misheard. Oh, okay. I think that was that one's on me. Is it because of your sound cave? It is because of my I'm in a sound cave. <laughs> We've been battling some audio issues that it turns out are all my fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've done some things that I didn't realize I was doing. But in trying to fix them, I learned that if I put a foam uh, mattress cover, like clip it to some very tall mic stands and put it behind myself it puts yes. me in a little sound cave Doesn't and it, it makes my audio sound better does aaron sound like super super much better i feel like definitely I yes i feel like i do yeah at the very least i i feel like i sound better which you know there's a lot to be said for it's like when you get like new clothes or something and you're like i feel like i look good today hmm, okay it's exactly the same navy blue shirt that you just had to throw away the one that you ripped but because I said navy blue shirt because that's what you're wearing, I don't see I don't see any rips on yours. <laughs> now I feel awkward. <laughs> so I've been listening to a lot of Finish It. Yeah, God, that show's so good. It's really, really good. Listeners, you know Finish It, of course. You remember Finish It when we had Matt and Chris on from Finish It to talk about extreme airborne, airborne, extreme yeah. airborne, right. <laughs> And they have great segments on that show. They do. Um, so I, I told you that I thought maybe we should... Well, we were talking and we said something. You said, that'd be a fun segment called this. Uh-huh. And then I was like, we should come up with new segments. Mm-hmm. So so we're going to pitch some new segments to you guys. New segments. New segments. <laughs> Anybody who listens to Finish It is going to think that's great. Anyone who doesn't <laughs> is going to be really... Well, probably not that confused. I mean, it was contextual. It yeah. made sense. You know, new page and grades are the same voice. Mm-hmm. Weird. I just realized that grades is not on finish it. Yeah. So your statement has somewhat <laughs> more meaning now. Uh-huh. They're both <laughs> like, said by the same yeah, person. Yeah, I'm like, well, James, there's only two of them. So yeah. the likelihood that, yeah, no, grades is from Back to the Futurama. Yeah. yeah. Hello, boys. Hi, Mike and Ben. 
I want to do. I want to pitch some new segments. Yeah, pitch me a segment. Okay. I got my mitt ready to catch it. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're just in a baseball mood. I'm in a mood. <laughs> Let's talk about baseball for 90 minutes. Erin? Erin has left. Oh my God, I can't tell. She's faded into her sound cave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My segment, my my firmly established segment is called... Oh man, see, I wish I was a Yule Brother because I could have a cool theme song for my you new segment. You could make one up right now. You could sing it. I'm not going to do that. You could though. No. It's called AKSK Mashup. Okay. No, AKSK. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Anna Kendrick has 37 movies on her Wikipedia page, and uh, Stephen King has 59 books, novels on his Wikipedia page. Okay. So the game is random number generator, Anna Kendrick movie, Stephen King book, mash them up together to make a new product. Oh. So I'm going to play real quick. We're doing Anna Kendrick movie number 24. Um, so our Stephen King book was book six. So we're going to count to that first. Also, I'm on yeah. the Stephen King page. So okay, that's fair. Three, four, five, six. The Long Walk. Okay, I have not read that one, but you have. I believe that's the one I have, right? It's one of the Bachman books, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Okay. I thought he wrote the Bachman books later in his... No, Bachman was, was, was early because oh. he was this new and up-and-coming up dude. And he's like, hi, I have eight books that I want to publish right. this year. And they're like, how about four? And he's like, how about a pseudonym? And they're like, sounds good. Okay, yeah. that's right. Um, so The Long Walk is a book, basically, a, it's sort of the hun- it's like the Hunger Games if it was just uh, uh, like walking. Yeah. You have to maintain a certain uh, speed. Yep. And you get warnings, and if you get three warnings, they sh- they shoot you. Sounds awesome. And you walk until you're the only one left walking. God, I need to read that one. That it's sounds so, so good. It's really good. It sounds so good. I mean, it sounds horrifying. Yeah, it's so good. It's really, really good. And like, I was like, how would how is he gonna make this into like a like a like a, me an idiot was like mm-hmm. how is Stephen King gonna be like turning this into like a full length thing, and like. You feel, I went, Lila was doing Girls on the Run or Running Under the Stars mm-hmm. or whatever uh, at the same time or like right after I finished it. So yeah. I was like um, walking around the track with her mm-hmm. and like super kind of stressing out a little bit until I was like, James, that was the book. You don't yeah. have to maintain a certain no pace. No one's actually going to shoot you in the face <laughs> if you slow down. Um, yeah, it was really good. Do not yell at your child to keep up with you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and like I was like, all right, I need to maintain a certain pace, and I was like, you're going too fast. Yeah. And I was like, oh right, okay, okay, all right. So and that, so that is the that is the uh, Stephen King book, and then the Anna Kendrick work that we're going to mash up with that. I'm so excited. It's number twenty four. We're gonna count backwards from thirty seven. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty seven. Oh, interesting. Okay. I thought we were going to twenty four. Yeah. Twenty six, twenty five, <laughs> twenty four. Even more interesting. What was twenty seven? Uh, Mr. Wright, which I think oh. is, is she, like, I think it's with maybe, hold on. I don't need to, I don't need to click on the link for the other one that it is because uh, you and I both know that one very well. Okay. Uh, 27 was Mr. Wright, a romantic action comedy film um, with Sam Rockwell. That's right. Um, and the plot synopsis is, follows a young woman, Kendrick, who discovers that her new boyfriend, Sam Rockwell, is a professional hitman. Oh, okay. Um... 24 is... Pitch Perfect? 
Into the woods. Oh. So. <laughs> so I imagine you have to find the four items. You have to go into the woods to find the four items. Right. Maintaining a constant pace or the witch shoots you in the face. It's like a yellow brick road, Wizard of Oz sort of deal, only with fairy tale characters. And you have to keep walking down the yellow brick road, finding the four items until you... And if you find the four items, are you good? Or is it finding the four items just gets you like bonus I think you have to find the four items and deliver them. Okay. Right. And also be... And I imagine that there's also an element of... Your companions are also trying to find the four items, but you're not a team. Right. The long walk is very interesting in that regard, too, because there's this element of, like, they're all competing against each other, Mm -hmm. but also they're all wanting each other to make it as far as they can, and, like, they they sort of help each other, too. It's a very, very weird book. Well, we saw that in The Hunger Games. Yeah, yeah. 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 Man, that might be my next book. It's really good. Yeah, I think uh, Into the Woods... The, the long walk into the woods yeah writes itself uh-huh i was just thinking like i want and oh by the way if we were doing i i briefly tried to think of could we do uh stephen king book or anna kendrick movie Ooh. in in the in the i think i don't think there's any way there's no way for steve i mean anna, anna kendrick movie maybe but stephen king book there's no way that you wouldn't get every single one of them Probably, probably only because I have that list right, right. of all of the books that we do and don't have. And I've looked at it so many times as I've checked things off. But Anna Kendrick was in a movie called End of Watch. And I find that really... So our both would have been End of Watch. It's not Mr. Mercedes' End of Watch, but right. it is... I was like, there's our both. There's the point. But yeah. so far, I don't think that she's been in any adaptations of Stephen King books. I don't know what Stephen King book that I've read that I would cast her in. Yeah. I can, you know what? I could actually see her playing a pretty decent Holly Gibney from Mr. Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. By the way, next week, we're going to start um, our new October segment, not ripping off Spooktober from Overdue, but still sort of ripping it off. But with well, a I mean, name. the concept a Isn't. little bit, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, last year, we I just started calling it Spooktober because that's what Overdue was calling it. And right. then it kind of stuck before I had a chance to, like, recalibrate my brain away from blatantly stealing their October nickname. Right. But this year... We're doing a little thing we like to call... All Hallows Steve. That's right. Now... It is an entire month of us writing horror movies only starring actors named Steve. That's right. That's that, right. So, strap in. <laughs> that would be so bad and also kind of great. It'd be, I mean, like, would you do... We wouldn't do New Year, uh, Redo Your Steve style with just actors named Steve. Would we? What, what do you mean? Like, would, would we... I feel like it would be like, this week, we're writing a horror movie based around Steve Carell Zahn. being okay. the main guy. Next week, we're going to do Steve Zahn. Okay. And then Steven Young. Instead of just every single week, right. we write an episode right. fitting in as many Steves as we can think of. Basically ensuring that all Hollywood Steves are well employed exactly. for the next few years. We're doing them a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do... Now, some of you may be like, this is what you do anyway, but shut up! <laughs> yeah. So, it's our podcast. We decide what we do. It's going to be all, all... Oops, all Stevens. Oops, all Stephen Kings stuff yes 
Starting with, we're going to talk about the adaptation of Mr. Mercedes, which I frankly thought we were never going to be able to see until we Same. remembered the library. Right. <laughs> I requested that the library get a copy. Yeah. And when I got the email saying, oh, hey, we accepted your request and we've ordered a copy, I was like, awesome. Place hold. 17th in queue between them sending me that email and me getting the email a few hours later. So apparently there was a pretty high demand for Mr. Mercedes season one. I wonder if you weren't the only one. That's true. I might not have been the only one that who have requested ju- it. That just occurred to me just yeah. right now. It had not occurred to me prior to now. Yeah. So that's when we're going to start with. We're going to do other things. It's going to be fun. Yes. So Should we in. talk about another segment? Yeah, let's do another segment. Should we talk about one of mine? Yes. Hypothetical Munch Squad. Nice. This is the one that we were talking about in um, a text chat the other day. Yes. Where I don't even remember how we got on it. Uh, well, you were talking about... Oh, I was talking about being hungry and the snack that I made. Yes. And you said, that sounds like an excellent snack. Yeah. 13 out of 10. 13 out of 10 would, would munch. munch. Yeah. And I yelled squad. Right. Like you did. Yeah. And then we started talking about hypothetical munch squad where we just list foods and say whether or not we would want to munch them. Right. So it's a blatant ripoff. Oh, sure. This. Oh, by the way, hey, welcome to our segment pitching episode. What can we steal from other podcasts we like? Uh huh. May I offer you a hypothetical munch squad? You may. My daughter today requested a snack. Okay. She wanted it to be like a snack mix of two items. Okay. Cheerios. Okay. And corn chips. So, would you want to munch? Would I want to munch? No. Would I be willing to munch? Yes. Yeah. I feel, I mean, because Cheerios don't have that much flavor, so it's just going to mostly taste like Fritos, right? Are we talking Fritos corn chips or are we talking like Tostitos corn chips? Like, um, uh, like like Target, Target brand. Scooping chili or dipping in guacamole? Dipping in guacamole, but Target brand. See, that does change it a bit. Yeah. Now, now, toasty, now, Fritos and Cheetos, Fritos and Cheerios, Fritos and Cheetos would be pretty good, too. Fritos and Cheerios, you would just use that Frito and scoop yeah. those Cheerios right up and put them in your mouth. Matt eventually ended up with um, Mickey Mouse head-shaped veggie straw chips okay, and Cheerios, which I can tell you from finishing munching on that when he had walked away. It's all right. May I suggest another another mix? Please, please. Goldfish crackers. Yep. And popcorn with fruit snacks in it. Okay. Yep. Yep. The fruit snacks make it. And if you really are feeling like a little fancy, you can toss in some M&Ms. Mm-hmm. 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 I like it. I like it because of the different flavor, uh, yeah. the texture, the like chew texture. Now, I will say I eat the fruit snacks separately. Okay. But like they get a little bit of that like salt on mm-hmm, them, so you mm-hmm. get that salty and sweet. It's more of a texture thing for me. Like I don't want the gumminess of the fruit snacks with the crunchiness of the goldfish and the whatever popcorn texture is. Yep. What is that? Styrofoaminess? Yeah, a little bit of a of a yeah, yeah. like a puffiness. Yeah. I had popcorn. We got the uh, Smart Foods butter flavored popcorn. Okay. Which is great. Yeah. Um, we were watching this movie, uh, Duck Duck Goose. Okay. Which is on Netflix. Sounds made up. It's about two ducks and a goose. Okay. Um, the goose is played by someone famous, and he's sort of over. He's like this, like it's kind of like a Lightning McQueen situation where he's like this hotshot dude. Sure. But then he kind of breaks his wing. Okay. And so he has to walk these two ducks back to their flock and realize that he shouldn't be an asshole. 
Oh, okay. Um, so while we watched that, I was eating smart food popcorn butter, okay. butter flavored, and I put in it gum sour gummy kids. Oh, okay. Um, really good. I can see that because it was like that that gritty texture of the sour gummy with like the sugar and sour. Yeah. With like the super buttery whatever, I got a cup and filled that up. It was really yeah, good. Yeah, that does sound good. I just had a thought. Yeah. That I would like to share with you and our listening audience because it makes me giggle so you know how last night in the kids on bikes chat we were talking about movies that scared us as children yes and remember how i said that i was afraid of the olsen twins halloween movie double trouble of course until i was way older than i should have been freaked out by this sure so apparently cloris leachman plays aunt agatha in that which is the terrifying person that you yeah for what i mean she just looked like cloris leachman sure but for whatever reason she really freaked me out when i was and i'm talking like 11 right she freaked me out and it reminded me of this weird compulsion that i had when i was a kid so when i was young like eight up until i was probably 11 or 12 because i just got in the habit and couldn't kick it I didn't like the sound of like the toilet flushing uh-huh. or like when you would turn on the bathtub and that loud like water rushing noise would happen. I just want to stop you right here. Uh-huh. I am fascinated and riveted about what this is going to be. Go yeah. Ahead. No, it's it's probably <laughs> going to be a letdown. But so I didn't like the noise. Okay. And for whatever reason, my eight-year-old-ish brain associated the noise with all of the other things I was scared of. So I got in the habit of saying the names of whatever was freaking me out, like, for example, Aunt Agatha, while I would flush the toilet or turn the water on. Like, I had to, like, go through the list of things that freaked me out while, like, at the time that that loud noise was happening, and then they couldn't get me. This is, like, the weirdest, like, I've never been diagnosed with OCD, but this sounds like a textbook. This is what you should have brought up on the Mark episode. Yeah, and I had completely forgotten about it until just now. And, I mean, I started doing this when I was, like, eight, And I would add to it as I discovered other, like Chucky was one of them because walking through Blockbuster, I saw the deep, the the DVD, Uh (laughs) DVDs didn't exist. I saw the VHS tape of Child's Play and the cover scared me. Yes. So I would say Child's Play while I turned on the faucet. Was it, you had to list a litany? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it just got longer and longer and longer. Did it have an order? No. Okay. And sometimes, like, as the list got longer, certain things would drop off. Sure. Because I would just kind of forget to mention them. Right. But, yeah. That's so interesting. It was weird, and I had forgotten about it until we were talking about Halloween or Uh. horror movies that, like, you know, the Olsen twins' Double Trouble. Uh Uh-huh. That classic horror film. Yeah. um, That scared us as kids. So... I was probably like nine when I saw were, that one. Were you flushing the names down the toilet? No, it was like to distract myself from... I, I think what it was was that I was trying to distract myself from the loud noise that was scaring me Yeah. by listing off other things that scared me. I don't know why that logic made sense to my brain at the time. But it was, if like, it was like an overload. Thing. Yeah, if it was like there's an, there's an over... Like this noise is bothering me. So I'm going to list off other things that bother me so that my brain can't focus on any one of them. That's so interesting. And I would also sometimes, like if I got up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water or use the bathroom, when I would, I'm, ev- I think everybody has done the run down the dark hall and launch themselves onto their bed so that whatever's hiding under it can't reach out and grab your ankles thing. Yeah. I would sometimes, you know, whisper my list to myself as I ran down the hall and launched myself into bed. That's so, so interesting. 
you turned your fears into like a magic spell against your fears. Uh huh. That's so cool. That is fascinating. <laughs> I know. It's the weirdest thing that my brain came up with that. Like, I kind And of... I seriously did it until I was like 12 or 13 because I just, like, it got to the point where I didn't even realize I was doing it anymore. I just got in the habit. And then one day I was like, what am I doing? I sort of want to tell Lila to do that. <laughs> like, I kind of want to be like, is this something that would, because like, she gets in her head, like. Yeah. And Matt too. Yeah. I, but like. It, listing the other things you're afraid of. That's so interesting. It could completely backfire. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm thinking about all of them. Yeah. I mean, it basically matters how much her like bandwidth is. Yeah. That's so interesting. What can I say? My brain is a strange place and has been since I was young. Strange and fascinating. Uh-huh. Can I tell you one more hypothetical munch squad? Sure. Uh, we got we went apple picking the other the other week. Sure. And they were selling, you know, Lila was saying she wanted a caramel apple. Okay. So they didn't sell those, but they sold apple dip. So of course we were like. Like caramel dip yeah. for apples? Okay. So we were like, we're going to get that at Target. Yeah. <laughs> Where it is not $9 a tub. It is still like $5 a tub, but. But that's $4 less. True. So we got this caramel apple dip. Um, and Lila, you know, mm -hmm. true to her word, we she sat there and she, you know, got an apple. I sliced it up and also the skin off and mm -hmm. can't wait until they can do that on their, on their own or stop worrying about it. But yep. uh, she was dipping the thing and like, you kind of got to scoop it. Like you can't like just dip it and, and expect caramel to come out. You kind of got to right. scoop it up. Yeah. So anyways, that's forgotten in our fridge now. So the yeah. other night I was grazing, took a graham cracker and dipped it in the caramel dip. And it was interesting. That sounds very good. 13 out of 10 would definitely munch. It was a good, it was a good taste sensation. It's like graham crackers with um, chocolate frosting smeared on them. Mm -hmm. Or peanut butter, which is, I'm in a peanut butter renaissance right now. Okay. Where like, we made it to Friday with an unopened peanut butter jar. Okay. Because I have this thing against opening things. Okay. Which is deep seated and like largely like my straight edge stuff is all related to this. I don't want to open stuff. Once it's open, it can't be closed. That kind of thing. Okay. But, so we made it to Friday, and the peanut butter jar was still closed, but Matt had a peanut butter jelly sandwich for dinner, so, like, it was open. Right. And by the time the we went shopping on Sunday, we needed to get new peanut butter. Oh, because... Because peanut butter spoons are delicious. Yeah. Now, I can't believe that I don't know this. Yeah. But I have to ask you... Are you a creamy peanut butter guy or a crunchy peanut butter guy? Or are you non-discriminatory about your peanut butter texture? So, two years ago, I would have said crunchy all the way. Okay. However, there is extra crunchy, which is too crunchy. Okay. Um, I've had extra... We, we bought this thing... Because Kristen had never had crunchy peanut butter, so I got this little thing of, of crunchy peanut butter. Mm -hmm. It was too much peanuts. It was, it was accidentally was, extra crunchy? No. It was on purpose extra crunchy. Well, but did you buy it on purpose extra? Like, yes. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like thinking like an idiot, like there's no such thing as extra as too crunchy. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. This was too crunchy. But normal crunchy, I was I would have told you straight up. I like the I like the smooth and the crunch. Now I mostly have creamy peanut butter because that's sort of our family's thing. So I think I'm now a. Look, I probably will be. I probably will be encountering creamy more, but I would take either. Interesting. Yeah, 
I grew up with crunch with crunchy. Interesting. Because okay. that's what my dad liked. Mm-hmm. And my mom didn't really eat peanut butter, and my brother was allergic to peanut butter. Right. So we just got what my dad liked. Right. And so I grew up with crunchy. So I'm I'm pretty hardcore team crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. But Kevin doesn't like crunchy peanut butter because Kevin had Kevin is weirder than I am about food textures. Uh huh. And so he, like he can't handle the texture of crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. So for a long time, I just ate creamy peanut butter because I'm like, I mean, peanut butter's peanut butter. I'm not gonna get two jars of peanut butter. Yeah. But then, like, a year ago, I was like, you know what? I can buy the extra, I can buy the crunchy peanut butter if I want to. And who cares if I'm the only one who eats it? If I want crunchy peanut butter, I am a goddamn grown-up and I can eat the crunchy peanut butter. Absolutely. Turns out Lorelai prefers crunchy peanut butter and now won't eat creamy. Mm. So we have both in our our pantry. Interesting. We also have sun butter because sometimes she likes sun butter. I don't. I've never tried it. It tastes like sunflower seeds. But the okay. texture of peanut butter. That feels like it would be a big mishmash of feelings. I'm not a fan. Sometimes Lorelai likes it. I also have almond butter. I've never tried that either. It tastes, tastes like, like alms. almonds. It's yeah. not as jarring, if you'll pardon the pun, uh-huh. um, as the sun butter is. Because it's still like a nut flavor. Sure. We also tried wow butter. At Which the recommendation is... of a bunch of people, because at camp, they can't have peanut right. products. Yep, that's where we have our sun butter as well. <laughs> yeah. So a couple friends with kids who have nut allergies suggested wow butter. They said it's so much better than sun butter. So I bought a jar of it. It's like soy-based, okay. I think. Okay. It tastes like burned tires. I don't know why my friends think that this stuff is A, edible, and B, better than sun butter, which at least tastes like food. Right. Because wow butter, I tried it and I was like, this this tastes burned and terrible. And I was like, Lorelai, try this and tell me if you like it. And she was like, oh, that tastes awful. Yeah. She's like, it tastes like somebody burned it. I'm like, well, it's, you know, six bucks or whatever down the garbage. But Oh, yikes. Yeah. Wow. But it was like inedible. I that, couldn't. I was willing really to. I, like a lot of things I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'll put it on a sandwich with jelly and I won't be able to taste it. No. It was like an overpowering, like my mouth tasted weird afterwards until I went and brushed my teeth. Ugh. It was very bad. Gross. Yeah. Do you have any more hypothetical munch squads? I can't think of one off the top of my head right now. Um, I was talking to, um, have you listened, have you ever heard the Yagaday episode about fairy bread? No. So fairy bread is apparently a thing that Australian kids get, and it is apparently bread, like Wonder Bread. Okay. Margarine or butter. Sure. Margarine for the spreadability. Sure. Um, and just a shit ton of sprinkles. What kind of sprinkles? Like, uh, well... Like the oblong rainbow sprinkles or like the sugar crystal sprinkles? I think... Or the I, little the little bead sprinkles. They were drunk when they were talking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having a hard time remembering. I We only have the like sugar crystal ones okay so when i made it because they're they were making me very hungry for it oh i would absolutely eat that yeah it was really good and the texture was super interesting yeah mariah and i used to make um basically cinnamon bread yeah it was like cinnamon toast but you didn't toast the bread first so it's just butter on bread and then we would put cinnamon sugar on it i tried to make lila cinnamon bread cinnamon toast the other day Mm -hmm. so i toasted it Mm mm-hmm and by the time I put the butter on, and I feel like I grabbed it straight from the toaster, put it on a plate, and put the butter on, I had the butter out. The butter wouldn't melt? No. Uh-huh. I was like, what is going on? So then she said, she basically said, and this is paraphrasing because 
she wouldn't say it this way, but she's like, Dad, I want a shit ton of cinnamon. Mm-hmm. So like, I like coated the the thing in cinnamon, and maybe that that was my downfall. But like, I was like, this butter, this margarine isn't melting. That's weird. Yeah, it was really upsetting. Yeah, that so, is strange. But um, Yagaday is really good on their food episodes for making me like really hungry for the food they're talking about. Yeah. Like when like their Vegemite episode is the only time I've ever been like, Vegemite sounds really good. I need to get some Vegemite and try try it to see what the difference is between that and Marmite. Yeah, I haven't had either. Marmite to me tastes like cheese whiz. Oh, yum. It's like very salty and like, I mean, it, it tastes like cheese whiz. I need it in, I need it sparingly. I can't do a ton of Marmite. Right. I imagine Vegemite is the same. I think they talked about similar? it on the episode. I think it's very similar. Yeah. Shall I suggest another segment? Do you have another segment? The only other segment I thought of was uh, picking a book from your bookshelf finding a random sentence, and then constructing a romance novel plot out of it. Ooh. I've been listening to Dick of the Week uh-huh. today. Sure. So I'm kind of in that space. That's an interesting space to be, isn't it? They were talking about why uh, when there's like a naked man's torso slash pubis, mm-hmm. how there's not ever any hair. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Like I was, I'm listening and I'm like, I'm so, it's so not my arena. Mm-hmm. That I'm, it's sort of like if I listen to like a like a basketball podcast. Yeah. But like this is so interesting because I'm like, I understand what you're talking about, but mm-hmm. you're talking about things that I don't have any experience. So it was yeah. just interesting. Anyways, we could, so that was that was the oh, that was like the half a segment I thought of. Do we want to try it? You want to try it? Let we me... can try it. I suggest you choose something that is not from the shelf with all the romance novels on it. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> now, should I also not do Stephen King? You can do Stephen King. That's fine. So the book that I picked off the shelf is Stephen King's Cell, which I've never read. There was a movie of that? Yeah. I feel like it was actually a surprisingly good movie. Like, I feel like I saw that movie in the theaters not really knowing what to expect. And I came out of it being like, huh, that was way better than I thought it was going to be. Really? I remember, I think I, I saw, I think I knew they did an adaptation of it. There was a period of time when there were a bunch of genres of like, they're on the phone. Isn't this a, th- a good thriller? That like phone booth. Did you ever see phone booth with Colin Farrell? I was aware of phone booth with Colin Farrell. It was all right. I'm looking up Cell right now. now. There was also a Jennifer Lopez movie. Okay, there was a 2016 Cell with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson, which is n- is that that one? I think that's this. Okay, that is not the one. You maybe yeah, saw okay. the Cell. Which is like a, a psychological thing with Jennifer Lopez, where she's like interviewing a murderer or something, and like yeah, maybe that literally was it. getting in his head. I think is the plot. That was two thousand. That sounds more right. Yeah, but I saw it in the theaters. Well, that would have been right around the time when we were seeing stuff in theaters. Yeah, but I feel like I saw it with my cousin. I mean, two thousand. We were still in col- in high school. Yeah, I feel like this was post college. Was there one called Cell Phone? <laughs> maybe the Cell Phone. The cell phone the sounds like the worst movie phone. title of all time. There is one called Cell Phone, but I think it's it appears to be um, a, a Chinese film from 2003. I see. Follows the story of a television host who's hidden so much personal and secret information on his phone that when it gets out, catastrophe strikes. I would actually watch that. That's the plot of Harriet the Spy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> this... I don't think it was the Jennifer Lopez one, but maybe it was. Hmm. I just remember there was like, like somebody had to stay on a phone. There was like a woman trapped in an attic 
and some guy got all, like, she managed to call, like, a random number or something. She had to keep him on the phone. So it's like speed, but for phones? Yeah. That Does sounds, that sound familiar? That sounds very familiar. It sounds a little bit like what I thought that the plot of Phone Booth was. <laughs> I'm searching speed, but for phones. And uh-huh. auto, um, autofill mm-hmm. suggested speed dating, but for friends. Oh. And like, I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> Movies about cell phone calls. Cellular. 2004. It's called Cellular. Okay. Who's in it? Kim Basinger, 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 Jessica Biel. This is not in any order. I can't find. Oh, Jason Statham. Who the guy is. Chris Evans, who is Captain America. Oh, okay. A young man receives an emergency phone call on his cell phone from an older woman. The catch, the woman claims to have been kidnapped and the kidnappers have targeted her husband and child next. Yeah, September 10th, 2004. That was a surprisingly good movie. I feel like I maybe saw that too. Yeah, like it was one that I think I saw because if it was 2004, I bet I saw it with Brandon. Mm -hmm. That might be why I'm remembering seeing it with my cousin. She might have actually come with us. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was probably one that we were like, let's go see a movie. I don't know. This one looks maybe not horrible. Yeah. If I hadn't picked this book off the shelf, if I had picked desperation which was next to it uh-huh we wouldn't have had that conversation i know so um i've never read cell can i can i read the dust jacket to myself yeah the so the uh the the teaser is there's a reason cell rhymes with hell oh it's like what if the stand but instead of the plague evil cell phones evil cell phones cool so um i have uh picked three sentences okay for you to pick from uh, for the first sentence of our new romance novel based on... Oh, it's the first sentence of our romance novel. It's not like to suggest the plot of a... Okay. Right. Okay. Um, One of these, I'm almost going to disqualify immediately for being too easy for a romance novel to stem from it. Okay. And that is this one. In Melrose Corner, about four miles north of Rochester, they could still see its red glow waxing and waning on the southern horizon... They came to another picnic area, this one with a little stone fire pit as well as a, as picnic tables. Okay. That one feels like... Is there a semicolon in that sentence? Uh, there was a parentheses. Oh, okay. Yep. Was it around they could still see its glow waxing and waning? Yes. Yep. Sentence two. Did these two people actually see this with their own eyes? Tom asked. I like that. And... <laughs> I also want to force you to do this one. The chair legs hit the panes of glass in the double doors, the two legs on the left shattering through Atlantic Avenue in, and the two on the right through Boston's finest address. I mean, that just, to me, that just like opens with... Like a break-in or like a... Oh, no, I was going to say like a really BDSM-y sex scene, but... Wow, okay. Yeah. No, I have a question then. Uh Uh-huh. Opening with a sex scene, is that pretty, is that fairly common? No. No. That's what I thought. I would also say that if you're going to open with that kind of a sex scene, it's probably not romance as much as it's probably like leaning erotica. So, I don't know. That's half a segment. Yeah. Is is this a thing? I think it could be. Could be. So that was our segments episode. Some of those segments you guys will hear later when they go into the outtakes because we've been recording for an hour and a half. And boy, are they other segments. (laughs) They sure are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, uh, so October will be all hell with Steve. Please yep. join us for that. You know how much we love talking about Stephen King, and so it's going to be a great month. 
Yep. And uh, then we'll transition into thing into Tea Thanksgiving two. Mm-hmm. Electric Hanksaloo. I believe that is what we're calling it. Yes. Because we are obnoxious. <laughs> um, yeah, we are. And we have an ex. I'm really excited about our transition from All Hallow Steve to Tea Thanksgiving two. Same. Um, it's gonna be lots and lots of fun. Until then, you should join our Facebook group. Unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed. Last week, I was posting a bunch of Anna Kendrick uh, videos and stuff. This week, you've kind of been blowing it up with, like, other stuff. Random stuff, but like a would you survive the Battle of Hogwarts quiz. Yeah, I haven't done that one yet. It's like a choose, like, you decide which character you're going to, you have, like, a a choice between two characters, and then it's like a choose your own adventure. I'm excited. I'm excited to go. Maybe I'll go home and play that. Yeah, you should. When I'm procrastinating my editing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And then I also posted some other things that I've forgotten what they were but i'm sure they were great oh well are you anna or blake anna kendrick or blake lively i am the blake lively of this podcast and i am the anna kendrick and i think that that makes sense i agree you are indeed a scrappy little nobody oh which one am i most scrappy little little, yeah (laughs) um okay (laughs) gross um so yeah you should join it's unabashedly obsessed with unabashedly obsessed you can also find us on Twitter. Yes. We are at UFO Podcast. You decide what the F stands for. This week, the F stands for Final Countdown. There you go. <laughs> the band Europe, you finally are getting your shout out. Um, <laughs> now I'm just singing that song in my head. Are you looking for anything that would be better? No, what, are you, what did you see? I saw Absolutely you... nothing. Okay, okay. <laughs> just... Individually, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at unabashedly Aaron. I'm at unabashed James. Um, I don't think it's too early for us to tell tell everyone that we're going to be at PodCon. I don't think so. we're not going to be featured at PodCon, but we are attending PodCon. I feel and, the need to clarify that because there were times on Twitter when I was like, "Hey, we just." What I meant was, "Hey, we just bought our PodCon tickets." What I said was, "We're going to PodCon." Yeah. The response I got was, "Congratulations." <laughs> Thanks. I, was I know like, how to spend money. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no, I need to clarify. Yeah. Or don't. People would be so disappointed if I they thought know. we were going to PodCon and then but you know we what? were just going to PodCon. The best way to get a PodCon slot, threat of riot. I mean, that's true. <laughs> Put us on there. They're all going to riot. All of them? Yeah. Yeah. See that one and all, that one? All two of those people who thought I meant I was a featured guest. <laughs> Yes, so uh, we're going to be at PodCon. It's going to be great. It's in January. I think yep. you can still buy tickets. I think so. We have a Patreon. We do. Patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed. I've been listening to this podcast called Tannis. Yes. And he says it, um, Patreon. Mm. And he's Canadian. Uh-huh. But like every time he says it, like, you know, Patreon.com slash Tannis. And Ugh. I'm like, Nick, no. Also, Nick is a fictional character. <laughs> So really what I should be saying is, Terry, no. And yet, I think you're and right. And yet. I think you're right. He made the decision. His character was entirely seeded from the uh, the idea that the character says <laughs> Patreon. Ugh. It's awful. From now on, I'm going to pronounce it Patreon. Okay. Like a French Canadian would. There you go. Um, it's not at all annoying. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash Unabashedly Obsessed. We are uh, still one... How would we decide we're going to say? I think we said that the next the next patron we get, we're going to do a live stream. Yes. So yeah, live streams are always fun. Uh, yes. We also have a lot of great tiers on our, our patron. Yeah. So go check. Our Patreon. Our Patreon. Right. Patreon? Our Patreon. Patreon. 
<laughs> so go check those out. You can also buy merch from us. Yes. If you want to put our cartoon faces on things, go to cafepress.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. Kids on bikes? Uh-huh. We're on a podcast called Kids on Bikes. We sure are. Um, it's an actual play podcast of a game called Kids on Bikes. Yep. Um, we are. We have released two episodes as of, I believe, as of the posting of this episode, we will have just a day or two before our next one goes up. This one it goes comes up... out on Friday and it'll go out on Sunday, I believe. Awesome. It yeah. goes up the 15th and 30th of each month. Or 15th and last day of each month. Right. Which this month is the 30th. Yeah. <laughs> Next month, it's not. Uh, kids uh, At kids underscore bikes. Yes. Follow that. Follow it on Twitter and go listen to us. Be silly with our friends. Yes. it's And it's silly, but also kind of kind of touching. Yeah. And Actually, scary. I, don't think, I don't think our next episode that's airing is super silly. Well, you have some very touching and serious moments. Yeah. I don't have a very high brains role. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, Aaron's... Uh, participation in in the episode that comes out two days from now when you're hearing this if you're hearing this day it comes out i was living in a little tiny cocoon for her entire scene because i was so nervous about what was going to happen so that's just a little teaser yeah the one time i managed to roll well luckily saved me from certain death yeah you almost you almost (laughs) i almost certainly died (laughs) so it may not have happened for they may have dragged it out a bit right but yeah. Right. So go listen to that. It's really good. Kids on bikes. Yes. We'd like to also thank Jim Shaheen for the use of the theme song he wrote for us, which we called Did You Guys Know There Was a Ladder Down Here? When we were feeling particularly silly on Facebook one time. Yep. You can find Jamie and his band A Silent Few on YouTube. Thank you also to Emily Cardamus for our logo art, which does not have a ridiculous name because we were feeling very professional when we were talking to her about that. So pro. So pro. You can find Emily on Twitter at CorruptedGem and on Tumblr at ArtfulHypothesis.tumblr.com. Yeah, this has been a great episode. This is maybe the probably the best episode of all time. I mean, it's definitely up there. Yep. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I had fun. I mean, I had fun too. So. Sometimes it's nice to just talk about nothing. This has been a, a, a really fun episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. I just thought about, like, if you put cinnamon on a penny. It probably still tastes like a penny, right? You want to find out? No. (laughs) A little. Weirdly, more than I want to be interested in finding out.